0: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it ride!
1: Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Oh, looks like we might have ourselves a little bit of uh, a race there against a uh, NFL player who claims to be the fastest man uh, living. We'll see how that works. Yeah, we'll see how that works. Welcome in here. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Geronary, Dane Martinez, plenty to get to in this final hour. We'll start breaking down some of the numbers here for tonight's NBA game four between Golden State and Portland, and we'll take a look at uh, tonight's Major League Baseball slate of games. But this was a great story because I I love guys like Ted Ginn, who claims to be, I believe, Uh, the one of the the fastest player in the NFL he claims to be. Uh, he ran a what, four three, seven in the forty at the Combine. Um, he said he can run a four two two, uh, but that was back in two thousand seven. Now Ginn is thirty four years old, but he's still popping off, telling people. In fact, he came out on record and said he's still one of the NFL's fastest, and he said he'd be happily to race anybody pole to pole for ten thousand dollars or better. Well it looks like running his mouth has found him a challenger, but maybe not the challenger he was hoping for, a Texas high school track runner named Matthew Bowling has accepted the challenge. And if you uh, you might have seen this kid has become a viral hit recently because of the speed he has, he uh, I think he ran uh, just uh, just recently, a hundred meter dash, nine point98 seconds. Guys, that is absurd. You know, he's heading to Georgia. He accepted a uh, scholarship to Georgia. But he's already broke the official national high school record uh, last week with a time of uh, just over 10 seconds in that same event. I mean, he's he's not a straight-line sprinter. However, uh, listen, in that race, he overcame a 30-meter deficit as an anchor in a team in a 1,600 mm. relay. This kid is straight fire, okay? Plus, he's 18. Um, not sure if Ginn... Uh, yeah, wants to put up ten thousand dollars. Yeah, you may want to you may <laughs> want to back that up and be a little bit more specific before you start throwing challenges out there. Now, listen, Ginn was a a tra- high school track kid too, as well. He was actually an all world, all American. He won a national championship and two Ohio State titles, uh, titles rather in a in the hurdles back in high school. So he knows a thing or two about track, but. Listen, 34-year-old, 18-year-old, like, Ted, save your money, man. This is not a. This is not something you want to accept by any means.
2: Yeah, but this is even bigger than that, Joe. I saw uh, over on social media trending. On June 29th, there mm-hmm. will be a bracket-style competition of 40-yard dashes. They're calling it 40 yards of gold. So far, mm-hmm. Titan safety Kevin Byard, your boy Ted Ginn, Buda Baker, another one of your boys, Zavian Howard, Trey Waynes, Dante Jackson, Robbie Anderson, and Dominique Rogers cromartie are already competing. It looks like Chad Cinco is going to be the okay. host, so they're going to do this for real. It's called... 40 yards of gold with football players. I don't know if the 18-year-old track star is going to get involved, but I'm reminded of back in the day like the superstars when they had the obstacle courses and that sort of stuff. That's what right. I want to see here. 40 yards of gold, June 29th. It looks like it's going down. We're going to crown the fastest man in the NFL.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Throw the high school kid in there just for uh, just for giggles. Let's see what happens. I bet you he smokes all of you. Uh, no problem there. But uh, thirty-four years old. Come on, dude. Ted Ginn, like, slow it down, brother. Slow it down. Father time. He loses to nobody. All right. And and <laughs> the funny part is, you only ran a four-three-seven in the combine. So what right. makes you what makes you think uh, back in two thousand? You're faster now than you were in two thousand
2: and seven. I. Eh, eh. Uh, 10,000. When they do this at the end of June, right at the start of mini camp, I wonder how many hamstrings are going to get pulled.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you're a team going, "Hey man, like, uh, you sure you want to go ahead and uh yeah. you want to participate in this?" Uh, probably got a whole NFL season ahead of us here, so not sure. Uh-huh. I can't believe Ted Ginn's 34. That's what cracks me up. I remember when he was drafted by the Dolphins. Like crazy. Right. Yeah, remember absolutely. Him at Ohio State. him at Ohio State too, man. craziness absolute Uh, craziness all right we will start diving into some of these numbers here tonight uh as the golden state warriors look to close it out will they won't they what does history tell us we'll look at the numbers coming up fantasy sports radio network
0: you're listening to the fantasy sports radio network
1: let it ride Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Oh, it's exciting. Monday is fun day here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As we look to make it rain for you this hour, it is the start of a new week, so it doesn't make a difference what happened last week. Hopefully it was a profitable week. If it wasn't, don't worry. We'll get it back for you this week as uh, plenty of opportunities for you to cash in including tonight including tomorrow night and then with any luck listen we might have basketball for a uh, few more days this week before we get ready for the NBA finals I believe what beginning next Monday is that it regardless
2: I think it's next Wednesday I'll double check that now is
1: it Wednesday yeah it could be well it's just around the corner it's starting who gets the rest who doesn't Can we uh, can we see Portland, uh, you know, maybe uh, giving up a fight here tonight. Can Toronto win a game four and make it 2-2 and make it real interesting? So plenty on the table this week. Plenty of MLB games tonight as well as we take a look. Of course, the uh, the Yankees on the road to Baltimore, but the Yankees just keep getting it done. Even when they go to their bullpen uh, day there and uh, start throwing a whole bunch of people you've never heard of up on the mound and they go down 5-3, it doesn't make a difference. They'll just rattle off, uh, you know, 10 unanswered runs there, uh, including Aaron Hicks going yard again. Nothing like a good yeah. Aaron Hicks bat drop to get it going. <laughs> uh, but the Yankees, guys, that's a first-place uh, position now for them in the American League East, 28-17. And, and Without uh, their number the,
2: one and two starters.
1: That's correct. And the Mets, the other team in New York, yeesh, yikes, got swept by the Marlins. They're 20 and 25 now after getting swept with two of your pitchers. It wasn't Mattson Wheeler. And, yeah, no, it was DeGrom and Syndergaard who were yep. part of those uh, two two losses there. Oh, yeah, and Robinson Cano is being Robinson Cano again. What a shock that, uh, that not once, not twice here, Robinson Cano forgets that, oh, aren't you supposed to run everything out? Like we're taught from a very young age, right? Like run it out, guys. Like it, yeah. Not that doesn't. He never um, was like that. Even with. Yeah, the Yankees, no, that. He didn't do that. Exactly. That's what. Cra- he wasn't like that in Seattle either. But people have such yeah. short memories, you know. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck, guys. It's usually Robinson Cano, not running a, uh, not running anything out. We'll dive into some MLB. We'll do that coming up here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The morning after.
3: The guy's abused his body more than Artie Lang, all right? And now he wants sympathy. Let me drive a golf cart. Oh, my arthritis. You don't think, John, that maybe if you took better care of yourself over the years, like, you wouldn't have some of these ailments? And what a shock, uh, Joe, that a big fat guy that doesn't uh, work out and drinks all the time has bad knees.
0: Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
1: So will they or won't they, the uh, the Portland Trailblazers, will they manage to uh, just get one under the belt, kind of extend this series, game four tonight, uh, not looking good for them as they got demoralized there, watching on their own home court, the Golden State Warriors erase an 18 point first half deficit, uh, you score 66 points in the first half, and then uh, you still lose the game, just in horrific fashion, tough, tough way to go. Uh, We learned that Damian Lillard has got some sort of separated rib issue. He says it's not a problem, but uh, his play would say otherwise. Uh, Just like a whole lot of other guys on teams, everyone seems to be hurting, ailing, uh, icing, uh, doing all sorts of stuff to try and work through it, including uh, Kawhi Leonard last night, who, uh, listen, Raptors did what they needed to do. They got game three. Double overtime, they have now uh, made this series uh, a little bit more interesting as game four is tomorrow, too. Uh, Taking one from the Milwaukee Bucks, and even though uh, Milwaukee did just about everything in their power to ensure Toronto uh, could win that game. And then uh, finally, they ended up uh, obliging by going to double overtime, but missed shots, turnovers, fouls. Both teams played like crap. Uh, you know, the supposed MVP of the league, air free throws. Uh, it was just, it was a tough game to watch. But ultimately, Leonard was, you know, Kawhi was who Kawhi was there late in that game, especially in overtime. Uh, I think he played, what, 52 out of the 58 minutes in that game. Uh, he is a beast. I don't know how sustainable that is. Uh, I, the Both Greek Freak, 5 of 16. I, You know, listen, he is... He is the heart and soul of that team. Make no mistake about it. Uh, it was on his shoulders to be able to get one, and they did. So here we go. We've got ourselves a, a game four still in Toronto. They still got some life. Uh, we'll see exactly what happens. But when you look at tonight's game, uh, I, I just don't know. I mean, I'm trying to go over the numbers here in my head, Dane, and, I, and I'm looking, and history tells us, this is not a good spot for the uh, for the Portland Trailblazers at home, down three games to none. You've got a team in the Warriors who are coming off a they're on a five game winning streak now. And the numbers just tell us that, listen, this usually teams like this in this spot. They don't they generally don't win this. It becomes very difficult. and And I think it becomes even more difficult because of the way they lost last game, man. Uh, one of the toughest teams, all playoff, all, all the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah. They they got demoralized, man. They get their heart ripped out of their chest at home, and I just don't know how. I'm trying to figure. I I want to take Portland, but I don't know how. I don't know how to justify not laying the three and a half points here tonight.
2: Uh, You wait until it's happening live and then you see if they still have a soul or not, Joe. That's the (laughs) way I'm going to look at it. No, honestly, you know, I mean, on this Game of Thrones Monday, I have said before, you know, I make this Harry Potter reference sometimes. There was this character in Harry Potter called the Dementor that what they did was they sucked the soul out of you. That was like their evil magic to suck the soul out. And that's what I unfortunately think happened to the Portland trailblazers over the weekend. Okay. I think the soul got sucked out of them. And if so, golden state is going to put their their foot on the throat. Um, I checked Joe, if necessary, game seven, of the Eastern Conference Finals, which would be the last game, it is a week from today on Memorial Day. So the NBA Finals will not start until next Wednesday or Thursday, maybe even next Friday, to give those teams rest because they had to schedule them out you know, in advance. And if right. those series went the route, it would go until next Monday, Game 7 in the East. So we're talking until the middle or the end of next week, which means, Joe, we're going to have to start talking baseball because there will be some time in between here where there will be no NBA games because I believe, like I said, the Portland Trailblazers had the soul suck out of them over the weekend it is going to be very hard for me to sack up and bet portland even though they are at home because now we're starting to even hear the things like oh dame lillard has a rib issue blah 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 it's a different kind of narrative okay you heard portland the last couple of weeks being like i don't care you we talked about the look in their eye the confidence they were exuding that is gone the dementors have kissed their soul away and uh these warriors now it's just a matter of when not if
1: yeah, and it's also amazing to me the fatigue factor in a, in a lot of these games here now at, at this point yeah. because of you know it, it's clear to me that Damian Lillard is he's running out of gas. Uh, it it really I don't think it's you can blame ribs and everything else, yep. but I think the the fact that. What he's had to go through with the game sevens, and uh, you know, it was great that they got through Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, but you know what, Golden State is throwing at him uh, defense-wise now between Clay Thompson and they are just—they're sending double teams. They're continuing to push him out in the perimeter. He's settling for shots. It it takes its toll on these guys. I mean, and you are starting to see how important benches, right? How important depth is on a team where. It's not only just to have your, you know, your starters and your stars. But, man, if you want to make an extended run into the playoffs, guys, these guys are dying here. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, how they're mustering it up. I mean, this is what load management is all about, right? If you're a playoff team and you're pissed off because, you know, your star is resting, you know, 15, 20 games, he's not playing out of the 82. uh, Remember this moment, man, because
2: late February,
1: right? Yeah. (laughs) These guys are sucking wind right now. I mean, there's no way about it. Legs are getting tired. Uh, guys are just the shooting percentages are off. It is. Listen, it took double overtime to hit the over last night. Okay. I know. It took, trust me. It, I had yeah. the under. Right. It took six, six. It <laughs> took. Okay. So it took six quarters to be able to hit it. Uh, these guys, it, it looks it, man. You can just tell yep. it's starting to take its toll, which again, it's interesting to watch as the rest of these guys are getting beat up. And here you got Golden State, who seems to, they just seem to be ratcheting up, man. We talk about that next year. And, man, they just seem to be hitting it. And, and I think it starts, and it all begins with Draymond Green and the effort he brings. It kind of energizes the rest of this team. It's crazy to me when to watch everyone else going, ooh, my arm, my knee, my leg. Oh, I'm just... And then there's Golden State going, all right, let's kill them. Let's kill them all, because that's exactly what they're doing right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think you make a good point. Don't forget, the Warriors will also be getting at some point Kevin Durant and Boogie Cousins back for the NBA Finals if that doesn't refresh them. But, you know, the the point you made on Damian Lillard, I agree with you, Joe, and I'm going to apply that same thing to Kawhi Leonard. We have been talking for Mm. a while. Who else is going to support Kawhi? You know, Pascal Siakam had a good game. Lowry pokes his head up every now and then. Gasol is hitting threes. But I also think Kawhi is something of a one-man band for these Raptors. And I think, I mean, he put in 51 minutes yesterday, Joe. You know, and what you say, you see in Dame Lillard. I think we're going to see the same thing out of Kawhi. Kawhi's struggling. He's banged up also with a leg injury, the same way we're hearing about Dame Dollar's Ribs. I think it will be too much. This, in essence, is a war of attrition. And I believe the Milwaukee Bucks have enough depth. That's why they are going to wind up in the finals, in my opinion, against Golden State. I think Kawhi, you talk about Damian Lillard running out of gas. I think Kawhi, you know, I mean, Mm. he showed it last night. He, he, He got helped him get a win in double overtime at home. I think he ultimately will be running on fumes as well.
1: So uh, the ninth potential sweep opportunity for the Warriors under Steve Kerr. That's what's on the table here tonight. The Warriors five and three straight up and against the number in those games. However, the spread right now of the minus three and a half is the lowest of any of those previous eight road games that they have been on. They are on a five game winning streak, guys, and in the past. Since two thousand five, teams that are on at least a five-game winning streak, entering game four with the opportunity to sweep twenty-six and eleven straight up here, guys. They've been in this spot six other times. Uh the Golden State Warriors, four and two straight up and against the number. They're only two losses, of course, the Cavs and Rockets, but we know how ultimately that ended up there in the games afterwards. So uh it's just a tough, tough situation for the Blazers. You blew a thirteen point halftime lead. Uh, in Game 3, you're now down, what, 3 to the Warriors in the Conference Finals. Um, since 2005, teams down 0-3 at this point have gone 25-34-3 and three against the number in Game 4. So, doesn't look good for the Portland Trailblazers. But maybe there's some value in the totals. We'll touch base on that. Plus, we'll dive into some uh, Major League Baseball, what we learned over the weekend. We'll do that next here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Make it rain, people, on a Monday.
0: slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS Best players. Join DailyRoto.com.
3: This place is great. Where are we? We're at Quintas. At Quintas? Quintitas. Oh. oh, you mean meat farms? <laughs>
0: It's Genta's Meat Farms Supermarket. Genta's Meat Farms has nine locations across Long Island, bringing you local farm fresh produce, butcher shop quality meat with custom cuts, and bakery fresh goods all at the best prices. Jenta's Meat Farms. You might not know how to say it, but you know where we are. Ah,
2: Junta's.
0: It's not just fresh, it's Meat Farms Fresh. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out. Every single day, you can listen through the FNTSY Radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audio Boom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering, anytime and anywhere.
1: Welcome back, Megan It Rain Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Jo and Ari Dane Martinez. Uh, interesting weekend in the uh, in the world of MLB. Which is uh, those of you that haven't had an opportunity to dive into the MLB just yet. Uh, the season is chucking along, and well, a couple of things you probably should know. First and foremost, here that the uh, the Houston Astros are just uh, they're crazy here. Uh, they uh, took uh, two out of three from the Red Sox over the weekend. Lost uh, barely yesterday. Um, lost that game late in the thing, and that was with Chris Sale on the mound. Uh, the Red Sox yesterday, I think, were minus two hundred, minus two ten there with Chris Sale on the mound, and uh, barely uh, ended up squeaking out at least getting one out of that series. But make listen, they are they've gone 13 and 4 now in the month of may and all three losses um all four losses are uh, they're really close like these are games that could have went either way and it's crazy to me i mean offense we know that uh they're getting the pitching outside of verland a bullpen defense uh they are just dominating people uh with the bat they are out in front they are first five profiting machines here with the runs that they score they are run line profiting machines uh and and right behind them is the minnesota twins who took two or three on the road from seattle so uh those two teams right there coupled the fact that don't look now the philadelphia Phillies swept colorado over the weekend bryce harper hits a couple of bombs yesterday uh now, now- philadelphia is in control but not for long as the braves have kind of shaking off their uh, their shaky start here to the season. They're chasing the Phillies now for first place in the National League East. They've won uh, eight of their last nine, actually nine out of their last ten games. Uh, so they've seemed to have put it together, too, getting some pitching again, getting some timely hitting. Uh, all of a sudden now we've got ourselves an interesting, very interesting race here. Yankees at the top in the East. Red Sox still kind of trying to put it all together. But there is no doubt that the Astros, uh, the Twins, uh, in a in a division that is just abysmal, where you got to play the White Sox, uh, the Royals, and Detroit, you you should be actually pretty good. Uh, but I think uh, there's no doubting it that these are these teams are going to be there in the end. These are some uh, despite you know, unless something crazy happens from an injury uh, standpoint, nothing could be worse than what happened to the Yankees. But I like the chances of these two teams. I like the way they're trending. I like the way they're winning games, certainly from a betting standpoint as well, Dane.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You look at the Houston Astros, plus 92 run differential. That is good for the best mark in all of baseball. And, Joe, here's the other part you mentioned. In the AL West no other team joe is above 500 okay the angels and the and the rangers are two games under 500 in second place so that's going to be a lot of opportunity for the astros to beat up On other teams and why is that important I think that that'll be important when eventually they see the twins or the Yankees or whoever it is in the playoffs those playoff series will likely have the Astros with home field advantage because they get to bang up on the rest of the under 500 teams in the AL West all season long the Minnesota Twins second in Major League Baseball with a plus 74 run differential that's a stat I like to look at but Joe I also I wanted to let people know quirky thing for fantasy baseball yesterday okay Check this out, Joe. No, the number one thing in fantasy sports, people, the number one thing is to know your settings. And, Joe, I think you may have seen the A's Tigers game yesterday mm. was suspended mm-hmm. in the seventh inning, okay, because of weather, all right? They're going to make up the rest of that game well further in the season. I think it's in September, in three months, okay? For example, remember that guy who pitched a no hitter recently, Mike Fires? Okay mm. he is right now the winning pitcher of record the A's are up 5-3 in that game in the 7th Mike Fiers stands to get a win you need to check with your commissioner right now like do you get a win when that game happens, does it apply to this week? Does it apply to next week? Do you still have to have Mike Flyers on your roster in three months mm. for you to get credit for it? These are things you need to follow up with your commissioner right now because we see how close these things can be. And there is a quirk right here with the A's and Tigers game being suspended yesterday and going to be picked up in about three months. You need to find out how those stats come to pass and, and plan uh, accordingly, okay? Knowing your settings, the most important thing of all of fantasy sports.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's so true. It's uh, it's unique in the way it happened because there was a game uh, prior on Saturday between the White Sox and Toronto that uh, that ended up getting called and uh, the game was over. That was it after right. I think five and a half innings there, and that was uh, that was it. All right, we're good to go. So they're Last gonna finish night, this one though. They're gonna finish this one, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't see each other again uh, right. for yeah for a while. So it's it's one of those things where.
2: Uh, that one they listen, could end guys. in five innings, the one on Saturday. This one, though, I say it's 5-3 Oakland. It's in the bottom of the seventh.
1: Seven, but the yeah. A's
2: scored two runs in the top of the seventh. Top, oh, right. That, so they got so, to. So usually yeah. you would revert back. But if they reverted back to the last completed inning, it's a 3-3 game after six. Okay, so they, so they, they have to finish right. this one. Right, that's the reason yeah. why. So, you know, so there's some fantasy stats that hang in the balance. Yeah, because
1: you've got that situation to go. Do I have to keep these guys? How do I right. get credit? Yep, you exactly. might as well so, uh, start inquiring,
2: guys. Email you know, your <laughs> commissioner today. This one, you did. didn't
1: think it could get any stranger. It gets yep. strange. Look at that. What a shock. Uh, what an absolute shock. But, yes, it's um, you've got uh, Vlad right. Jr. And also, twins, cruising. Yeah, absolutely. Vlad Jr. hit his fourth home run in four games. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's always good there. Uh, We had mentioned the Marlin sweep of the Mets, which was just totally embarrassing. Shane Bieber strikes out 15 complete game shutout. When do you ever see that uh, for the uh, for the Indians? Uh, But it's it's tough, man. Watching. Listen, Minnesota is heads and tails above everyone else. But that division is atrocious. I mean, between Kansas City, Detroit and the White Sox. Like, yeah, no kidding. We were you know, we were worried from Cleveland standpoint with with pitching. The problem with Cleveland isn't isn't necessarily the pitching as much j- as it is you can't score any runs, man. With, say with Francisco hitting one
2: ninety-five on the season, this guy oh. was a first-round fantasy draft pick. Trust me, I yes. know. I had yeah. pairs of them. The guy is hitting one ninety-five on the season. You know, they are yep. still five over, and they will still get some of their pitching guys back. You know, Clevergers, the Clevengers, the Gloobers of the world. There, yep. I think the Indians wind up with a wild card spot. There's still someone to look for, but in the Central, outside of them, and in the West, it's a bunch of also-rans. It looks like. I mean, I could pretty much tell you the AL playoff teams right now.
1: Yeah, I, exactly it. I mean, you you kind of have an idea, don't we, of who's going to be there and what's uh, what's going to happen there? It's it's no shock. There there really is just a cut above everyone else. There's this upper echelon, and then there's kind of just this whole middling crew, and then of course you've got whatever the Detroit Tigers are in uh, in that situation, or Toronto at this point. Although uh, Toronto very young, Baltimore just atrocious as the Yankees get ready to uh, hit the road. And and this is what I'm talking about. The Yankees, as good as they have been, be thankful the schedule is set up the way it has. Because outside of the a couple of games against the Twins and the Astros, the Yankees
2: have played nobody with a winning record. Sure. Uh, and they well, continue, they right? They've had Tampa the last few weekends, and they've done yeah. well there. You know, two out of three against who was in first place right. in that division. You know, right. so I would I would put Tampa in there as well that they have. Right.
1: But, you know, seven games against winning teams sure. and uh, and twenty five yeah, right. against a bunch of uh, dregs. And that continues, though. They have another option. You got uh, you know, you got a set here against Baltimore. You got a seven game road trip. against Baltimore and Kansas City. Like, just keep winning. You know, because the bottom line is you got to win these games. Like if you want to contend, especially in the American League East, you better win the damn games you're supposed to win. And then, you know, go in and battle when you play the Houstons of the world and the Red Sox down a stretch. But make that's no, the listen,
2: That is the, the difference. The are going to have 19 games against the Rays, 19 games against the Red Sox. The Houston yep. Astros in the West are going to have 19 games against all these teams that are below 500. That's why I think home Back. field advantage is going to wind up going yep. through Houston.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's lining up that way, which is why it is so important. Four teams like the Yankees Like you got to win these games in April and May, you've got to win the games you're supposed to win. No excuses. No, nothing. You can't figure it out because that's what happens. If you want a shot at home, home field in the playoff, you don't want to deal with that play in game. Like you want a shot. Uh, you've got to win these games. And the Yankees have done just that. The pitching has been phenomenal again. Yesterday bullpen day, right? Chad green starts. They get down five, three early. How do they respond? by unleashing a 10-run unanswered just ridiculousness as usual there. I mean, the Yankees, two out of three against Tampa at home. um, And, guys, I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. What I do see them doing is getting healthier. You know, you saw Hicks Mm -hmm. back in the lineup, kind of what he brings there. Uh, I'm just going to be curious. What do you do with these guys that have – stepped up for you once everyone comes back like that to me is going to be a very interesting narrative like who do you keep who do you not who do you send down like what is going to happen with these guys who have filled in and done an amazing job
2: for this team you trade them before the trading deadline for another true stud starting pitcher that's my Ooh, answer uh, like that's that. my answer you know Madison Bumgartner put out his list of no trade teams right. or whatever it is that's what you do Okay, because if you're the Yankees, you know, you got Severino, but we don't know when he's coming back. You got Paxton, but he's on the injured list. You got Tanaka, but he got banged up with a liner off his shin. You know, if anything, you take these guys, the Gio Urshelas, the Clint Fraziers of the world, the Mikey Talkmans of the world, Mm -hmm. and you see if there's any way you can flip that for a legitimate, you know, number two kind of starter that you can use in the playoffs. I'm hoping – the Mets fall out of contention because then I pick up the phone and I say, hey, I'll give you three of my kids. You give me Noah Syndergaard. You give me Jacob deGrom, whatever it is. You know, I'm hoping the Giants fall out of the race. You pick up the phone and say, hey, mad bum, how about you tweak that no, you know, that no trade list? I'm hoping the Tigers right. fall out of it. You talk to their a- them and like, hey, give me the ace of your staff, whoever it is. That's what you do, I think, if you're the Yankees. You are, you know, they're putting it on tape for 29 other teams and then I think you flip it come July to get another stud to put at the top of your rotation to deal with Verlander and Cole or the twins mm. or that sort of thing for playoffs.
1: 14 games out of 43 is what the Yankees have played uh, against teams with 500 or better records so the schedule has favored them it will continue to favor them and they will continue to win exactly the games they should be winning even with the B team the mark of a winner right there All right, we'll talk about some of our make-it-rain plays of the day. We'll do that coming up. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Message and data rates may apply.
0: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321.
3: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and intercity bus transportation industry, are looking for career-minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits.
0: with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com.
1: so just 12 points for the greek freak last night but his 23 boards well that would have gotten you paid if he took the over on his rebounds that's right prop betting is a thing and it simply couldn't be easier it's like choosing any dfs player you want without having to worry about a salary cap what you need to do is go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid where they have props galore Open yourself up a PointsBet Sports Wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. And in addition to traditional betting, PointsBet, they will uh, they also offering you their own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. So, for example, if you take the New York Giants laying three, but they cover by seven, you know, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Promo code is grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. And that's, uh, that is actually kind of awesome there. Love the promos and uh, love the ability to be able to uh I love what they're doing because the more and more of these sports books that open the more and more we have a chance of uh taking advantage of some great opportunities here. I mean, could you imagine like winning by oh, I took them laying 3 but they won by 23. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. Like I'll sure. take that all day long any day. So, good stuff there. Uh, tonight P uh game four Warriors Blazers Dan and I have pretty much uh we've told you where we're lying here Warriors minus three and a half over under is 220. um I like not only Golden State in the first half I think I like Golden State in the uh in the full game uh the only question I have with this total is I I can't I I just don't see the total going over very much over here anymore. These these overs outside of double overtime last night, I think they're going to be harder and harder to come by because of the fatigue issue that we talked about and because of the tired legs. And, you know, let's face it, even in some of these blowouts, there is no need to risk anything beyond this point. And, And, you know, Golden State tonight, listen, if they get out, if they get up right early on, I can see them doing cruise control here. There is absolutely nothing in it for them to be able to, uh, you know, blow them out by 30 and and send the kitchen sink at them. I just don't see that happening. So uh, I would probably lean the under here because I just don't. I think they close it out rather easily, but I don't think they're going to break a sweat doing it. And I think we witnessed Portland, uh, you know, just get demoralized and the numbers, the, the numbers don't lie. I don't see how they come back from that. And to your point, Dan, I'm going to be watching this game. You know, maybe what I'll do is I'll take, uh, you know, I'll take Golden State, uh, you know, by three and a half and then see if I can't find myself a middle somewhere along those lines. Once one of those runs comes our way, because uh, it will come. And then how does Portland, how does Portland respond? Do they have enough in the tank? I just don't see any scenario in which they do.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Uh, and you just said what will be my kind of lead-in bet. I I think I'm going to take the under on this game. Okay, remember also what we've Mm. seen in the past in kind of elimination game situations, you know, when it's dead man walking, when it's kind of settled in, you know, we see the stars in the fourth quarter on the bench with the towels over their heads, that sort of stuff. And I think we may see that in Portland late in the fourth quarter tonight. You know, I think once the Warriors I I believe they'll be up by 12, you know, with 4 minutes to go and there will be some kind of time where ceremoniously the the Blazers take Lillard and McCollum off the floor, you know, and I think towards the end. We've seen this a lot of times in the past in these kind of blowout games. You wind up I wouldn't be surprised to see it ultimately wind up something like, you know, 113-98 tonight, you know, once it becomes obvious to everybody. I'd also I think Honestly, and listen, I've loved Damian Lillard all season, all playoffs long. I bet the over on him a few times. I think I'm going to bet the under.
1: Oh, I think we lost uh, Dane there, but uh, we'll get him back here in one second. Technology is always wonderful when it uh, it works. Uh, But the reality is, yes, Golden State going to be closing it out tonight in Portland. I just don't know if you're Portland. What else? What else are you going to throw at them? You gave them your best shot, not once, but twice, and it still wasn't good enough. And at least in game two, they didn't, you could see that they were they were fighting for every last thing. It still wasn't good enough at the end of game two. And it's one thing to blow that kind of lead on the road in the Oracle. But when you're up uh, at least 18 yesterday in that game at one particular point in your own building and you're not able to get the uh, the door closed and, You just watch them storm back, including keep an eye on these second half lines, guys. Uh, There were two opportunities uh, last night where you could have profited uh, when when you watched the Golden State game. That second half line was uh, Golden State. I think laying uh, what was it? Laying they had they were down by thirteen. They were down by thirteen, and it was minus six was Golden State's number. So depending if you thought Golden State had a run in them then there was absolutely no reason not to back the Golden State Warriors in the second half. If you thought Golden State was going to lose by 13 or more, then, you know, you could have have rode with Portland. But I think we all know the third quarter, at least you guys should know, the third quarter metrics for the Golden State Warriors has been nothing short of ridiculous. And we all know, no matter what happens in the first half, the one thing we can all count on in the third quarter is those guys to come out firing and that's exactly what they did they er they erased that deficit they took their own lead and then once blood was in the water it was over and i think last night you had an opportunity to take toronto plus four at the half and again they were only up by seven at half so if you thought that all right maybe milwaukee's got a little run in them they'll come back here but ultimately i do think that uh toronto is going to uh to win this game then you know you had a decision to make over there. Do you want to take the four points if you believed uh, Toronto was going to win this game? Uh, or do you did you did you think that uh, Milwaukee was going to, you know somehow come back and win that game? But there were some opportunities in the halves to uh, to go ahead and and profit with uh, with both of those games Friday and Saturday. It just depends on what side you were on and who you thought was going to win. But the third quarter numbers for Golden State, I mean, they speak for
2: themselves, guys. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Uh this them in the third quarter is a real thing. It was a real thing all the way back until la- back last year also, Joe. The way yes. they would blitz you in the third quarter. So that's why I'm I'm hesitant when I see uh, you know, those second half lines. You know, Golden State always comes out like gangbusters in the third quarter. It helped them on Saturday against Portland. And so whatever you see in the first half, remember Golden State still has that, you know, still has that right hook. In their back oh, yeah. pocket for the third quarter, for sure.
1: Oh, yes. They absolutely do, guys. Make no mistake about it. They uh, they will not go down without a fight. That third quarter has always been very, very telling. So, that's why keep an eye on those second half lines when they come out. See what happens here tonight in the first half. You know, I'll go ahead and take a gander that it'll probably be very close in the first half. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that uh, Portland will hang with them. And then... Right. You know, whatever that and number is, and, and, yeah, that third quarter is coming. I'm, I'm just, I'm throwing everything in the kitchen sink at, uh, at Golden State there in the second half because I think that's where they'll kick it up a notch and they'll be, uh, they'll be ready to take it to a, to a whole nether level. And uh, it's unfortunate Portland that it's come down to this, but listen, maybe Golden State would rather win in the Oracle, but something tells me they want to get this over with and they want to start prepping and give everyone a little extra time to breathe. Kind of heal up and get ready for next Wednesday, which is Game One of the NBA Finals. Now the question is: Do you think, do you think Toronto has got enough in the tank to be able to win a second game here tomorrow night, and then maybe send it back to Milwaukee and kind of extend this series? I don't know how you can have you know Giannis uh, with with twelve points, uh, seven for a hundred shooting, uh, all of those guys missing free throws and everything else, and you still had to take them to double overtime to win them. I don't know how great a news that is for Toronto with what, with how much Milwaukee did to benefit you last night, to give you that opportunity. And you didn't blow them out in the fourth. Like, it took you to double overtime to outlast them.
2: Yep, that's what I was saying. When I, still, when I keep on saying, Joe, I see these as parallel series. Like, we got the best punch from the Trailblazers. It wasn't good enough. We got the best punch of the Raptors also last night. And it was... Just barely good enough. So ultimately, to me, I think Milwaukee is the cream of the crop, and it will rise. The only question is if it's in five games or six, something else like that. I actually Mm -hmm. think that that was the best effort we're going to see out of Toronto. I think Milwaukee wins game four in front of Drake tomorrow night and then it's kind of a fait accompli and they're in the same place that the Blazers are in having to go to Milwaukee down 3-1 but uh in game five that's just the way I personally see it I got one guy in Major League Baseball today Joe oh. our guy remember our guy that that ace for the Padres Chris Paddock the lefty yes. that was for the first time up against a better offense and facing Kershaw in his last start yep. out that was his last and only bad start of the season he is back on the hill tonight He is at home. He is against the Arizona Diamondbacks in a divisional matchup. I like Paddock, but I'm going to go with your route. I'm going to go first five, Joe, and I'm going to even lay the half a run so I can get him on the plus side of numbers. I see him at plus 105 if I lay the half run. I need the Padres to be winning after five games. I think Paddock is back at it. I think he's got a little bit of um, anger, shall we say, because of his last bad outing. I think I'm going to ride Paddock into the pods tonight. And by the way, Niffin, I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, The podcast is in one game under 500 now, Joe. So maybe Niffin has a shot. I still think they'll get to 65 on the season, though. And it starts tonight with Chris Paddock on the hill. All
1: right. I like that. I mean, listen, I love Paddock, but I think he's starting to get a little bit overvalued at this point in the season. I think a lot. I'm thinking there's a little regression here. I think uh, I think. I like Luke Weaver. I like him mm. against his Padres lineup who can't uh who can and I like the plus 130 number I'm getting with Arizona too as well so
2: for the full game yeah. right
1: full game yeah so I might uh I might take Arizona there full game
2: and you know right. what uh, so how about this let's have the Padres be leading early Yes, absolutely. And then they give it up and we both go home absolutely. winners, All right
1: Joe? That can happen
2: absolutely. I also
1: like Mike Miner of uh Texas tonight. He has been mm-hmm. lights out at home in the season, very under the radar. He's uh 2 and 1 under a 2 ERA. He's got 26 strikeouts in 28 innings and Seattle is just a hot mess. Uh I think uh there is no doubt to me. Uh Texas should be able to win this game. It's uh it's a decent, but it's minus 140. But I love Mike Miner, and I think he dominates that uh, that lineup of Seattle tonight. And of course, if you want to lay instead of the 185 for the Yankees against Baltimore and J. A. Happ on the road, my suggestion is go ahead look for the uh, look for the run line in this game because I Yankees have no minus
2: doubt. One and a half, and they're still minus 125 even laying the run and a half. I'll take yeah. I'll, minus 125
1: is better than minus 185 because uh, sure. that's going to be over two dollars in uh, in no time. Kashner going for Baltimore, sporting that that very smooth 7.20 ERA in his last two starts against the Yankees. So, yeah, fairly certain the Yankees are going to win for the 11th out of 14 times they have played Baltimore. I'll take the run line in that game, man. I got no problem with that, laying the 125.
2: Nice. I like it. I think we're starting to see we're at the point of the season where things are starting to settle in to, like, mm. law of averages kind of thing. The Orioles, once again, suck. The Red Sox, yep. once again, are good. The Houston Astros, once again, are scoring runs. Everything is right with the world as we turn the page into late May.
1: Keep an eye out tonight. Uh, Monday Night Baseball there. Philadelphia at the Cubs getting ready to do battle here, both uh, on a roll here. But I'm Arrieta liking Arietta, man. I yeah. like Arietta heading back to Chicago with a little chip on his shoulder against Hugh Darvish. Plus numbers, there. Uh, yeah, that's uh it's gonna be interesting to see here. I think Javier Baez is questionable to play as well, so give me the plus money, plus one twenty-one on Philadelphia tonight on the road. Is
2: the wind blowing in or out, Joe? That's the only good question. We yep, need to know. About. Um, I, yeah, that's the only thing
1: that says. Either way, good luck tonight, guys. We'll be back tomorrow, six a.m. doing it all over again. Morning after, straight ahead, Gabe morenzi We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>